I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey. Without a strong why, it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you. Hi everyone, I'm Jason Ballara and this is the Know Your Why podcast. Today I'm here with Casey Forey. Um, this one's special to me. Casey has been my trainer for, I don't know, three years, four years, years? several four, years, maybe, yeah. maybe five. It's been, it's been a little while uh, for sure. Um, uh, he's helped me in, in so many ways, uh, not just in my own, you know, not just improving my fitness, but uh, helped me work through several injuries, uh, two calf tears, <laughs> shoulder, I don't know what happened to my shoulder, a recent elbow problem. I mean, a, a lot of things, but also I think physical aside, and we'll, we'll get into this stuff, but physical aside, I think helps me in a mental place too, to, to be able to, to come in and, uh, you know, you <laughs> use these as, as, uh, training sessions and, and sometimes just mental, <laughs> mental health sessions. Yeah. So, um, so first off, thank you for, for coming on the show. Thank you for all that you've, you've done for me over these years. Uh, but I, I appreciate it all. So, so thank you. And thank you. Thank you for having me. And, and, and basically like just being trust me with you know the goals that you have in mind and helping you through those those injuries because i've been there myself and yep. yeah it's not fun and it definitely takes a toll like mentally oh yeah and, emo yeah. and emotionally when we're stuck in that place of everything it's something hurts and i can't do what i would like to do yeah yeah no it's it's, it's a challenge um well let's I'm sure we'll talk a lot about all that stuff, but but let's just sort of step back first. And I, I'd love it if you can share with us your story, your your journey, uh, and we'll we'll kind of talk about whatever whatever we feel is interesting. Okay. Uh, so, um, funny story. Like uh, when I was born, uh, I had two collapsed lungs, so I wasn't breathing. I was put in an incubator, but I was like a very large baby and so that hasn't changed uh, no it really has <laughs> also still very large <laughs> um and so it's kind of like a foreshadow but my mom you know saw me in like the the like intensive care like baby unit with a bunch of premature babies and like so they're all like super tiny and then there's like me this like almost 10 pound baby it's just <laughs> this monster around everything else um and so that kind of I don't remember any of that but that's just what she told me um and then fast forward into you know growing up um I always felt a little bit different than everybody else um I was diagnosed with ADD when I was five um and I always felt like there's this internal battery that was just driving me forward. Um, and in some ways it drove me to like positive rounds and like 
with athletics and sports is a positive outlet. But when I didn't have those, it was kind of like a double-edged sword where it would lead me to like uh, finding ways to like soothe and like calm down that that energy or that motivation. Uh, and at an early age, I kind of turned to the uh, outside substances like like drinking and smoking pot, everything else you can possibly think of as a way to kind of mitigate that that uh that drive um and also to like also make me feel like okay in my mind because my mind is always going um <clears throat> so i was a smart kid as long as i could like work with my hands um anything i set my set my mind to i would accomplish for the most part um so as I got older, I mean, my parents separated when I was two. My mom was a single parent, worked full-time job, and then she did babysitting outside of that, and then did balloons for, for kids' parties. So she, she kind of, like, instilled in me this, like, always work, despite everything else. Um, and so I saw her doing that. I saw my dad. He just basically worked his whole life. Uh, until recently where he retired, but I saw the work ethic goes that should have been put in there or that I feel some people don't always have. Um, and so and into high school, started messing up and uh, got into some, some legal trouble um, as a result of, you know, drinking and doing drugs um got got locked up for a little bit when i was 17 um and then when i got done with that um i had a friend that was sober and introduced me into like alcoholics anonymous and uh, a different way of living um, that wasn't as self-destructive. Um, and for like the year and a half that I was sober between the ages of 18 and 20, uh, I built some good friendships. I still didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I worked for other people. Um, but I always felt that whoever I worked for was doing something that was doing it wrong. I always, I always was able to work my way into management really quickly in my jobs, um, but I always wanted to be my own boss. And so moved up to Santa Cruz, lived up there for a little while, managed a restaurant, left that job, worked for UPS, got into management there within you know six months, and then still felt like there was something else I wanted to do. Like I wanted to open up my own restaurant. So I went to culinary school, um, quickly found out that culinary school is basically just uh, teaches you the basics, but doesn't really give you the tools you need to like actually run a restaurant. Um, because running a restaurant, you have to have like a 
a lot of money to be able to sit on and and have just in case because it's a it's a risky it's a risky business um and so took that that information and or took that that experience and because i mean i love food and you can tell just by how large i am i love to eat um and you can cook i i can attest to that yeah and that's and that's honestly one of the ways that um i've learned how to share and like give love is through food and that's one of the things that like when i cook for other people and like have them try the food that i put a lot of like energy and like attention to and like that experience i feel is i wouldn't say like spiritual but it's like if it's like one of like the best feelings when somebody feels like oh that was really good um so backtrack um so i played i played baseball through college and then at 25 i i aged out um and i still ate like i played baseball and sports but i didn't wasn't as active and so within a short period of time uh, in 2009, I got up to around 290, 300 pounds. And I saw a picture that, did, when you see yourself every day, you don't realize like what you look like, but when you see a picture, you're like, oh, whoa, like I'm really out of shape. Yeah. And that was, that was a moment where I was like, okay, I need to do something different. And so started training more um to kind of, kind of get back into shape and kind of get that get my athletic abilities back um and then shortly after that went into drug and alcohol counseling went through school for that and that basically taught me a lot of ways to help motivate and intrinsically help people to find out what their purpose is because a lot of times what happens with in my experience with alcoholism and drug addiction is that people don't really have a purpose and so they look to outside substances to try and fill that purpose um same thing with like depression and a lot of mental health issues like if we don't have something that drives us and we have something to look forward to like waking up in the morning it's going to be really hard to like find joy in life um and that's kind of what steered me towards personal training is that I love helping people get out of pain and be able to get stronger. Because that's something that if I can teach you all the tools to better your life, like physically, which will then help you out mentally and emotionally, then you're a better off, you're, you're a better off person and you're more resilient to any kind of stress or substance or not substances but issues that come up in life because life happens and it's not a matter of you know how we how we accept whatever issues going on we can either choose to like accept it as it is and know that it's just temporary or we can or people end up doing is just uh well life sucks this is a, this is terrible um and then you get into that victim mindset um 
so I used all these tools to, you know, start, start training, um, myself started, started out working at LA fitness and that's where I met you. Yeah. I think what was, that was your first, second, first job. That was, training? My, that was my first, uh, corporate job training. Okay. Cause like I was training, you know, friends and family, um, before that, but not like, all right, here's your uniform. Go, go peruse the, the gym and try to try to build some, build some sales. Um, and it's just, it, it's, you get more, you get more FaceTime with people when you're in a corporate, corporate gym. Um, but I knew that there wasn't a, yeah, I'm working at LA fitness or I'm working at Equinox and like I've arrived. Um, because that's that's not how I viewed it for myself. Um, but you were training with somebody else before me, right? Or was I? No, I, they did like some introductory thing. I mean, the way that they did training at LA Fitness was, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't like it. I mean, it was they. I had some, I don't know, evaluation with someone, and then they're like, "Okay, we'll place you with." It turned out to be you but like we're going to place you with someone after this evaluation so mm-hmm. i mean it i'm i'm happy it worked out <laughs> worked out well for me in the end but i i mean i i didn't know that that was your like first you know sort of a corporate job as a trainer in, in but i do know you're a different trainer now than you were then for sure like just the i don't know, like the level of uh just like the level of happiness you seem to have with it now. And, and also just, um, you know, I, I don't, you, you do a lot of courses and continuing education all the time. You're always trying to sort of better what, what you can offer to your clients. And uh, uh, I assume testing all these things out on me, that's what it feels like. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, there, there's, there's a little bit of that. I mean, when it comes down to like, you, like, you have, like avatars as like certain clients or different types of avatars. And so of my, of my clients, you're the most fit and most able-bodied person to be able to try new training techniques. So there is some experimentation, but it's not, but it's specific for what you want. Yeah, yeah, I don't, that I don't mean sense. that in a bad way either. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, like sometimes, like, oh, we're gonna try this new thing, which I think is fun. I mean, to me, that's that's kind of the reason for all this. But sorry, so I I jumped ahead a little bit there. But yeah, yeah I was just, uh, I I didn't I didn't know that until now that 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 was like your first, and I, it probably makes more sense to me because at first I was like, this guy's really quiet. Like I feel like maybe he doesn't. I I just didn't like also they only do 30 minute sessions and it's like you can't yeah. get a workout in 30 minutes no. it's a no. it's it's a, not a good system so don't no. anyone who goes to la fitness don't get training there it doesn't it doesn't work well but uh it's it, yeah so that you know that was kind of the start but and i would say even honestly like in the time that you were at la fitness it, i feel like it got better in that time but i it was more after after that that uh i felt like you really I felt a difference in kind of what, mm. you know, what was, 
in terms of the training and what was what we were doing. So sorry, yeah, go on. I, I, I veered off the path. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of where, you know, depending on what where your environment is, you have to make do with what you got. You know, LA Fitness is limited because there's a boatload of people. And if you have specific training goals, you can, you have basically have to work on your feet and, and think really quickly on, all right, how can we do something, do this movement, but now what I had planned, that equipment's gone because somebody else is using it, which kind of led me to find the, the gym that I ended up taking over is I wanted to find a better training spot for my clients and for me to train out of. Um, and then that's how Superior Barbell started. Um, I was renting space there as, as a trainer and they weren't doing anything good as far as business. Like they were, had a hard time keeping or bringing on new trainers to be able to pay the bills. Um, and then kind of had that moment where they're either going to sell and liquidate all their, all their equipment or I could buy it. And it's a hefty amount of money to kind of try and like come up with to and like justify. But the, at that moment, it's like, all right, do I want to sit? Do I want to think about what if? Or do I want to just dive in head first and just make it work? Because I mean, I had the vision in place already because I already knew like what this place could be and what the gym could be if it had a little more work um, and changed up some of the some of the things so did it couldn't be happier could be more stress at times but <laughs> I mean that's that's kind of what happens with with running a business is that everything's on you like you got rent for the rent for the business and then you got rent for home or your mortgage at home. So it's it's been fun. It's been a it's been a challenge. Um and there's still more to grow with the business and with the gym and even with my own training business because I don't market that at all. <laughs> um and that's where you know I wasn't always like having a little bit of like a fire, like under me and a little bit of pressure because that's when I feel like I shine the most, but when there's no projects to do and there's no like, and things are comfortable, that's where I'm like, I get a little antsy. If that makes sense. Um, I know that feeling well. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I've done a lot of things, a lot of different things. Um, and this is probably like the best, I feel like I'm like the best version of myself now than I ever have in my past. That's awesome. I mean, that, <laughs> right? That's what, I, that's what everybody wants is to get, yeah. get to that, that next best version of themselves. And I think, uh, I, it's a 
always evolving thing, right? It's like, like you said, you don't also don't want to get complacent because one, it's, it's kind of boring. Like to, <laughs> you, you like to have a little bit of a fire there, but I think that the, um, ADD, ADHD in, uh, <laughs> in us is, it needs something, right? It needs mm -hmm. some, something to keep it distracted, right? Cause you talked about, you know, kind of the external substances and things like that. Like that, I, I think that's what happens to a lot of people is it's like you, they use it as a way to quiet the noise, right? Mm -hmm. The noise yeah. that's in your own head. Like this is just, it's not, yeah, it's, not. it's not real noise. It's not in the literal sense. It's that, you know, the noise that's in your head, you know, they talk about that saying what the, idle hands or the devil's playground or something, whatever, yeah. whatever that is. But it, I, I find that very true as well. It's like, I, I, I come from a, uh, I come from a background, a family background of alcoholism. And so I, I at least saw that that probably wasn't a good idea for me because I think if I, I think if I drank, I'd be an alcoholic. Like, I don't, I don't think there would be an in-between. And so mm -hmm. I just never drank. Cause I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't want that for myself, but, but I, I, I've seen a lot of that. I've seen what that, what that, you know, how that impacts families and my own family. And it's, but I think people use it as a, as a tool to, like I said, quiet the noise. But what I find one, one of my, you know, like I, I love the exercise. I love, like, I love getting stronger. I love uh, the, the, I guess, and I don't know what the word is, improvements, progress, whatever you, you see with your, as your body changes and you do, you, you exercise. But honestly, I think that what I love the most about it is, is that it's like, it's probably the place where my mind is the quietest. Like when mm -hmm. I, when I come to exercise, like even better than when I'm asleep, I think it's like, I have, like, I, I can just focus on, on that and like, working hard and, and, you know, really trying to, it's been cool because I think we talk a lot about wh why, like I ask you, why are we doing this? What's this? Plus I've had the, the pretty substantial injuries that you, we've been able to like work through. It wasn't like, oh, I got this injury and we just stopped training for however mm -hmm. long it took to heal, but actually like worked through them. And so that's stuff that, that, that I haven't really experienced before both the major injuries, but also just like, like how to work through one. And I think, I think we've talked about this before, like the, the old way of training, like when I was in high school and college, it was like my, my track coach was like, Oh, you can run and jump, go run and jump a lot. Dude, that's like, <laughs> that's your, that's your workout, run and jump a lot and hopefully yeah. get better at it. Like that was kind of, there was a little more to it in college, like a little more direction, but, but even the, 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 the training, like the strength training part of it was like, I, I think nobody ever talked to me about being, having flexibility, being, you know, more, uh, more mobile. And, and, and now I have had terrible flexibility and we, you know, you, you have helped me with that too. So I, I think it's like, there's just a different way of thinking of these things now, maybe than there was before. Uh, but again, it's like your goals change too, as you, as you get older, like for me, it's like, I want to be able to get on the floor and play with my kids. That's like, <laughs> that's number one. And I need something that's that mental re release, which sounds silly that that's 
going to the gym, but it's, it, it really is the way that I can like work out the stress, work out whatever, whatever is a part of that day. So I think mm. that, I don't know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, like that, that maybe that's something too, that, that draws you to it, that it's, you know, a, a oh, way I to help mentally. Absolutely. If I don't work out, I'm a jerk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, most mostly to myself, but you know, my wife can attest is that, you know, it's I'm just irritable more irritable. And so today after today's workout, actually not even after, like in the middle of it, I was just like completely exhausted, couldn't think, and I was just trying to like be in the moment and just like breathe and just like not throw up a little bit um and that's and that's honestly like that feeling as like ridiculous as it, as it sounds to some people is is great because there's no noise it's meditative to an extent because it's i have to be present and so if i'm not present then i'm not going to be focusing on what i'm doing and that's when I'm more prone to do something dumb and hurt myself. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's when I, when I, uh, so when I remember when I got that, that foot drop thing, because mm. I'm getting older and all my spine, my spine is compressing from the top to the bottom. <laughs> um, happen when you get older. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, like I was super depressed because I could, the identity of who I was oh, I'm you know I'm I'm a strong I, I have great squat I squat like a million pounds blah 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 and I was like well I can't do this anymore I can't deadlift anymore because while I don't have pain I don't have feeling in my foot and that's for me was like super scary because I didn't know if this would come back I didn't know what was going to happen the doctors didn't really know they're like oh we can give you an epidural. I'm like, um, you don't sound too positive about that. And because I don't have pain, I don't want you to stick a giant needle in my back. Yeah. So I'm just going to train around it. And luckily, the coach I have that does my programming for me, he's super knowledgeable and has been able to work around it. And it's the same guy that he's, my coach is the one that I go to a lot of these trainings for and continuing education is because when we get hurt, it's not a matter of you have to stop training. And what I try to tell a lot of my clients when they get hurt is just because you're hurt doesn't mean you can't train. We can work around it and we can still, we can mitigate the, it's not like a degeneration, but it's, so with injuries, if we take time off, we have to add, that extra time into getting back to where you were before the injury and so figuring out how how can we get the main main movement patterns into your program into your daily routine while mitigating that pain that painful like compensation that comes into play which is kind of what what we did with with your shoulder what we do with your elbow oh this hurts okay boom we're gonna try this instead does that hurt? No. Perfect. Let's do that. Yeah. Find the movements that don't cause pain and move forward. 
Yeah, I didn't know it. And I, I think, I mean, that's been hugely helpful for me. And, and I think uh, just working on stuff that's like, actually like breaking down the movements. And I mean, squats a really good example for me because I, I, all my life, I squatted fairly well. Like I've, had, I've been able to squat pretty heavy, but what, I, what was happening <laughs> before you came along as I was as I was getting older, my knees were starting to hurt. And so my squats, I didn't want to lift less weight. So I just squatted less deep over, you know, and that got worse and worse and worse. And so we you know, dialed everything back to get, you know, my knees to not hurt all the time. And now I'm back to squatting more than I ever did before. So it, it's like with the, with the right guidance and help, like these things can be overcome and whether that's an injury or a lack of flexibility or, or whatever it is, all, all of that can be, um, you, that's, you know, it's like, that's where you need someone, you need someone who knows what they're doing. It's like, I, I've, it's not like I didn't know how to go to the gym, but I didn't know what the right things were do were to do with what, what my body was doing at that moment. And I, uh, it was just, it's, it's, it, it's like, people talk about, well, I want to get in shape before I get a trainer. And it's like, it's probably, probably backwards. You should, <laughs> the, tra the trainer will help you know how to do that the right way. So um, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's incredibly helpful physically and mentally. And I'm saying, if I don't, if I don't get to exercise, then I just become a jerk and I don't want to be a jerk to my wife and my kids. So it's, <laughs> and my, and my wife knows it's important. So she, she knows that I, get less pleasant to be around at that point. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, you know, kind of being a business owner and, and when we've, you and I have talked about this a lot recently yeah. during our sessions, but, uh, you know, it, it's one thing to be, to be a trainer and, and you help people and everything, but then being a business owner and, all that comes with that, obviously, that's a very different set of skills, which doesn't mean that you don't have those skills or can't develop them, but it, it's just a change, right? It's a change from mm -hmm. working for someone else to now it's like you have a bunch of other trainers that work for you. You have this, this building that, you know, everybody likes to go and work out. <laughs> like, there's all these things that become your responsibility. So how do you, how do you feel about it? Like, how are you... Um, do you feel like that transition was a hard transition to make? Um, I mean, the hardest part was, uh, it was actually, it was pretty, it was pretty easy up until when we had to find a new location and that's where things got very, very stressful. Um, but because of, Kind of the vision i had and the kind of energy that i put into the business we i've been the environment's cultivated a very like supportive and like a kind of like a close-knit family yeah. in a sense sure. um i mean with the trainers um that's kind of where how how i envisioned it was to basically, if people wanted to come on, I wanted to basically meet them first, kind of interview them. So that way I can get a feel for like 
the type of people and the kind of how they hold themselves because I mean, granted, like we price a lot of people out by, by how much we charge per month, but at the same, same token, it's, it takes one bad apple to ruin the whole bunch. If, if you heard that saying, and I don't want that to happen at the gym. I want everybody to be able to feel comfortable and have no problem talking to each other and, and all feel supported with whatever the goals are. Um, yeah, you, you, you built a culture there as much as, a, as much as just a gym, right? It's not like, it, it, it's not like going to LA fitness or I've never been to mm -hmm. Equinox, but it's not what I imagine an Equinox. I mean, it's just like everybody knows each other. You know, it, it, it's a very cool, uh, place where you know, people are like, you know, people are working out in one corner of the gym, somebody does something, you know, that's, that's a new PR for them. It's like everybody in the gym's clapping. Everybody's excited for them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it's a really cool, it, it, and it's like, I mean, frankly, that should cost more. Yeah. Like that, that type of it's, you can, it's not so crowded that you can't get your workout in. Like it's, it's, you have that culture and that uh, environment of, really like I said being able to choose your goals so it's, it's selective to people that are serious about their fitness mm -hmm. right it's not you're not going to get a rush in January that you yeah. you're, like your gym isn't yeah. going to like suddenly fill up in January because the people that go to your gym have been working out all year round they like that mm -hmm. that's like a part of who they are so it's you don't have to worry about you know <laughs> being crowded at resolution time like that's not like I hated going to LA fitness in January yeah. February like it was brutal there there's so many people there in June, you could get any machine you wanted. Like nobody, yeah, <laughs> nobody cared anymore. But it was just kind of uh, that's not that's not what's happening um, at Superior Barbell Club, and and I think that that's a testament to you. Like you did that. That's not that's not you sort of decided what you wanted in your business, and and that's what you know that's what you've created. So I think you know kudos to you on that. I think something that's that's funny that I, I know we both need to work on and we've talked about this is the working on your business or working in your business thing the the uh ability to maybe delegate or find other mm -hmm. people that can do some of the things that don't have to have your hand on it but i understand that we both have <laughs> the issue deciding what doesn't have to have our hand on it because we like our hands yeah. on everything because we have yeah. a very particular way of how we want our business to run so um uh, i i don't know uh if you have thoughts on on or plans on how you might do that for for your business i i just recently hired a assistant so i'm excited about that i at least have but even that it's like she's like what do you need me to do i'm like, I'm, I'm not sure yet. What do you think you should do? Why don't you, <laughs> why don't you tell me and we'll work it out that way. So at least it's someone I know and I can trust her to, to actually like help me decide what, what things will be good to hand off to her. But, um, you know, I think when it comes to training people who want you to train them are going to want you to train them, right? That's the, that's the selective part. It's like, when someone wants me to do a surgery, I can't 
send someone else to do that surgery. So there's, there's components of it that have to be you. And mm-hmm. then, but there's components of you, of it that don't have to be you. And I, I mean, you or me or whatever. And I think figuring that out is, is that's kind of on my list for this year. I don't know that this is really a question, I guess, more than just, I know this is a thing we've talked about a lot and it's, uh, I think an important thing for you to grow your business and, and me as well. Like, I think it's just getting, figuring out what you can give to someone else is yeah. like one of the hardest parts of it. Well, and that's to a certain degree, like Andre, my business partner, he handles a good amount of stuff that I don't, I can't, or like I don't do, but he's a little bit better at. Yeah. Um, and like my wife, she pretty much runs the uh, social media page because when I was doing it, I was. <laughs> In our, in our posts, people can easily tell if I wrote something or if she wrote it, because if yeah. I wrote it, it comes across kind of aggressive, but I don't mean for it to sound aggressive or not necessarily aggressive, but more like, oh, come on, you, you idiot. Like, why'd you do this? Yeah. Or like, um, it comes across as, as the angry dad and she, yeah. doesn't, <laughs> she yeah. doesn't, uh, the disappointed, not angry, disappointed, yeah, dad. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely, I definitely have, uh, a very solid disappointed dad uh vibe with the gym sometimes um but there is i mean it's funny that you mentioned that because uh so the businesses up up front from the gym they have a maintenance guy that or a cleaning guy that comes in mm-hmm. mops the floors and all that and i was i've been thinking about giving a call to find out what his prices are because i like having a clean gym but it takes a lot to clean it because in the San Fernando Valley, there's, we're in a desert and there's a plethora of dust that shows up and that seemingly out of nowhere. Um, and that's just, I'm tired of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, I, it's, I mean, it may, I mean, I, you know, people don't know, but I'm, the number of times I've seen you pick up a vacuum or like something, I'm like, this doesn't need to be him. This definitely doesn't. Be, <laughs> he does not need to be the vacuum guy. That's for sure. Like your your skills in other areas are uh, <laughs> going to waste when you're when you're vacuuming. And and it, it's again, it's like it's easy to say that, but I I do the same thing. Mm-hmm. I do that. I do that a lot. Like there are a lot of things that I'm like because also. Sometimes it's easy to just do it. Yeah. Right. It's easier to just do it than say, I'm going to find someone else to do this. And then they maybe not do it as you want. You know, it's a whole thing. But I I think that's one of the things I'm trying to learn is, is that uh, sometimes done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So someone, you get that guy to come in clean. He probably won't clean as good as you do. He He probably just won't like, that's the reality of it. If he does great, but it like, if it's close, it's probably good. And then you're not, you're not wasting your time cleaning or vacuuming or whatever, like mm-hmm. you're building new training protocols, you're, you're bringing on new trainers, you're, you know, like building the actual business. So I think it's, I mean, <laughs> my, my opinion on this matter for you is definitely hire the cleaning guy, <laughs> like just having someone to do, but I, I think, again, it's like, 
it's so it's so much easier said than done and it's like we mm -hmm. we do it all the time at our house too it's just like i was like why do we why why don't we have someone to clean our house or why don't we have you know some or like why am i going to the grocery store like it's stupid stuff but it's like sometimes i just enjoy it too and i think that there gets there gets to be this focus on like don't do anything that that isn't like high value activity but I don't really mind going to the grocery store for 30 minutes like but it's just a, an example that I use but I think if it's not something you enjoy and it's not something that's building your business then you you need to find someone else to do it yeah that, that's kind of that and I'm saying that to myself as much as <laughs> as much as anyone well, else like it's it's funny because like Lex my wife has uh has said several times that she's like Casey you really need to like write down how you operate the gym yeah. because if anything happened to you we have no clue because we're not in your brain and i'm like it's uh, it's that's one of the hardest things for me to do is actually just yeah. itemize on paper or on like the computer all right this is what i do this is how i operate this is how my yeah. brain works I, sometimes like it's a mystery <laughs> right. i don't know how my brain right. works but i'm like Oh, I have this idea, boom. And then I like I basically deconstruct the idea or the, the end result in my brain. And then I like, oh, this is how it'll work. And then I go and do it. Like machine breaks down. Oh, let me just take it apart and put it back together. Right. Oh, and it works. Right. Yeah. I but it's also I run into that. What I I figured out a trick that I'm I've tried a time or two and I think it might work. I tell someone else to write it down. Mm -hmm. Then I proofread it. Right? Like, because I'm also not good at getting that. Like, I'm not good at putting what's in my head on paper. But if I let someone else write what they think is in my head, then I can be like, then it then it focuses me. Then I'm like, this, this, no, you missed here, you missed here. Overall, this is good. So I it, it's a little uh trick that I have tried a few times recently and I, I feel like hey I might this might be a thing because I'm like because I too I can't I don't articulate it well what I'm what the actual protocol is because most of it's in my head but if I if I let someone who has watched me do these things a number of times try and write it down and then I just go back and like essentially proofread yeah. it and add it, yeah. it it seems to actually be a, a th I don't, I'm sure I didn't make this technique up i'm sure people do this all the time but this is what I, this is what i have run into uh to to help with that i think we have a lot of the same just like in difficulty letting go like difficulty letting giving things to other people for fear of them not being done uh well, to the I quality think, that we expect and i think a lot of that kind of comes into like just like kind of similar childhoods where we didn't necessarily feel like we could rely on other people to do the job. So we had to try and do it ourselves. Yeah. Well, and also like, I think if you, if you grow up, uh, you know, without a lot of excess, without a lot of money and you're, you're doing these things out of necessity at, at, at a point where you can't bring, but, but, but that's survival mode. But so mm -hmm. once you become, uh, once you're, you're kind of out of survival mode and now you're, you have a business to grow, 
it's it is hard to change that mentality it is that it is hard to change that like i'll just do everything because it's but like what at some point that actually starts to hurt you at some point you're like it's holding it's holding my growth back so i i think yeah for sure like that you know i think your upbringing probably has to do with every like people's upbringing has to do with everything right the way you approach things in life and so it's a bit of of changing that mindset and and being able to uh you know learn a, a different way yeah. um no it's definitely true that as far as delegating and <laughs> I, I like that you said high action uh items because like I've, I've spent my time doing reading a lot of entrepreneur business uh books and, yeah. and podcasts and it's it is a matter of all right what absolutely needs my attention and what's something somebody else can do yeah and you know good enough is better than not really perfection because there is no such real thing as perfection but just releasing the grip and being like okay you can handle this yeah it 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 for sure i mean it's a hard shift to make and i I, I'm trying, I'm trying. And it's, it's like, that's why I like, we talk about this stuff all the time. Cause I'm like, I, kn- I know I'm not the only one struggling with this, but maybe, <laughs> maybe he'll have an idea that will help me. Maybe I'll have an idea that helps him, but it's just, I think it's uh, something that's important in if, if you want to try and grow like any business. So mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, makes, makes a lot of sense, but um let's let's maybe let's shift gears a little bit here i want to kind of get to the uh part where i ask you the the questions that i ask every guest um first one is related to the name of the podcast being know your why so so what's your why casey what what drives you what motivates you at this point i know i know it changes throughout our lives but but what do you what do you feel is your big driver right now i mean honestly it's it's kind of it's, it's the culture that that the gym has and you know the moments that I get to spend with my clients and you know kind of get a snapshot into like what's going on in their life and how can I help improve their life because I mean at the end of the day it's like that I wait when I wake up I'm like all right let's go there's no like, oh, like sluggishly getting out of bed. It's, I'm excited because yeah. um, I love it. And ultimately, like I want to be able to offer my services to people that can't afford it. Because everybody could benefit from having training especially from an earlier age because the earlier you are the more knowledge you'll be able to build from somebody that actually takes time to continue their education is important because that's going to be able to pay off for the rest of your life and that's kind of the ultimate ultimate goal that I had for the business was to be able to have it pay for itself and then I can start 
working with, you know, student athletes that can't afford it, but could benefit, especially from like low income neighborhoods. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know we've talked about that before. I, I think that's, that would be amazing. I mean, just to be able to get to that point where you're like, I mean, you still have to train me, but if you can, yeah. <laughs> but you can uh, bring in some uh, student athletes, like that would be, that would, that would be very cool to be involved in. Um, all right. Second question. Tell me something about yourself that isn't common knowledge. I imagine probably I might know, but things that, that most people don't know, if, or maybe you'll surprise me, but something that's not, uh, not front and center. Well, I mean, that's a hard one because, I mean, one of the things that, like, most people are shocked that I, I went to culinary school and, uh, and also when they, when they first talked to me, when people first look at me, they're like, oh, this guy seems really intimidating because he's this big guy with muscles, but I'm actually just like, like a mullet at one point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got for sure gone through like different uh, personalities, I would say, or like characters. Like yeah. I build characters and whatnot. Um, but the culinary thing is, is usually the one that like shocks people the most because they're like, oh, what? Yeah. You did that? Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I, again, I've, I have uh, been lucky enough to have some both both baking and uh like smoking meat and stuff like that i i've i've had both uh and it's all very good so yeah it is it, i i would imagine that's a thing that people wouldn't i certainly didn't think that when i i knew you for a while before i knew that so i i think that would probably be pretty <laughs> pretty just surprising to like find out this this big strong trainer at the gym is oh by the way he make you a really cool cake <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's, the, uh, the baking part is probably more more impressive than just like the cooking meat. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife's lucky; she gets a uh, she gets to to benefit from those things. Yeah. Um, when people hear this, uh, how can they reach out to you? If they want to connect, whether you know it's for training or just your stories inspirational to them. How would you how would you recommend them reaching out? Um, I mean, if they have Instagram, that's that's a really easy way. At Strength by Casey um or my email uh casey at superior superior barbell.com barbellclub.com um yeah those two two easiest best ways okay cool we'll put that stuff in the show notes too so it'll it'll be there for people um last question what what advice would you give to people that are you know, maybe uh, at a point where they're struggling in their life and they're trying to, I don't know, find a way through, uh, what, what would you tell them? Um, I mean, for, for, my, for my own experience, um, I took a, basically took a step back, um, like an objective view. Um, so kind of like when, for instance, like when, when I got sober in 2009, I was working, working in the kitchen, just always miserable, 
and I knew there was something else out there, but I was also sick and tired of where I was at. And that moment where I had an opportunity to reach out to somebody that had experience in the something else out there, I just jumped in on that. And it was in that moment that I've used a couple of times in my life, like with, with the jobs is, is this something that I, I want to continue doing for this in my life? Does this bring me joy? If I don't have any joy, what does actually make me happy? And then trying to figure out how to implement that into my life. Because without having that sense of balance or that, that ying to the yang of the miserable or like just like flat feeling to like some sort of elevating activity. Um, and just, it's a hard thing to do is ask for help. That's, it's, that's one of the hardest four letter words mm-hmm. because, you know, growing up, like in the, the masculine kind of upbringing that a lot of us were a part of, you know, growing up is, oh, you don't ask for help. You just figure it out. But there's so much more strength that comes from being able to admit that you need help and just talking to people. Is that sometimes I talk myself in circles? No, no, that was perfect. I, I, I mean, I think, yeah, ask for help. And, and I think that your point about sort of just taking that step back and like ask, like really check, you know, sort of doing a self check that mm-hmm. are you, are you, are you happy? Is, the, is this like, is what's happening in your life right now? Does it make you feel good? And uh, it, it maybe sound like, it maybe sounds a little bit like, oh, you need to be happy. You know, people probably sometimes, same thing as, as the asking for help, people might frown upon that, but, but it's not, it's not, it's not weakness. That's a big strength to kind of step back and say, okay, what am I happy right now? And then maybe the, the real strength is then figuring out what to do about it. Right. And, and making those, you know, you, you made changes in your life because of that. Right. And, you know, obviously led you to, to a great place. So I think, you know, that that's, that's really good. And, um, you know, finding those mentor mentors along the way that can help you, you know, achieve that. Yeah. I mean, there's, so I just had this, this, uh, flashback into like going into like the the counseling uh degree that i got is kind of going through like a checklist all right so what's the problem do i have any control over it yes or no and then basically going through that checklist if i have control over it all right so what can i do about it and so that's kind of like the objective like look at at whatever situation has arise like if you don't have control of the situation, then there's nothing you really that you can do about it. Yeah. But ultimately, like we we have a sense of there is an action to be taken. 
And then it's just trying to figure out, all right, what action can I actually take to better whatever, whatever situation I'm in? Whether it even just be my own personal outlook at, at what's going on, um, my reactions to whatever's going on, or, you know, the scarier part is, all right, do I need to change my career? Because a lot of times that's a huge, scary place to go into because you're going, you're leaving comfort of like that steady paycheck to, you know, for, for being self-employed is uh, I'm leaving this, the safety net to trust that my idea and my plan is going to work. Yeah, for sure. It's, uh, I, I, I really like that sentiment because I, I've heard, I, I never get the quote right, but I've actually heard it a couple put a couple of different ways. I've heard it in different languages. I don't know. It's just like it's a thing, but um, where people say essentially that there's along the lines of what you said. It's like there's never any re real reason to to kind of sit and worry about something because if you don't have control about it, control over it, then there's no reason to worry about it. Don't, don't waste your time on it. If you do have control over it, there's no reason to worry about it. Just go do something about it. So it's kind of like, essentially, you know, just like you said, you're, you're sort of realizing that, that this is, there's action, if there's action to be taken, then do that. And if there's not, then let it go. Right. It, it, it's just, it, it's so, uh, and it's easier said than done, but it's, it's, yeah. it is a, helpful exercise to to take a minute and step back and and see you know if you're feeling worried anxious whatever it is stress about something like am i feeling that way because am i feeling that way because i should be doing something and i'm not doing it or am i feeling that way because there's nothing i can do about it and in which case okay we'll just try to move on but but yeah i, I think it's it's really good um just advice for for life in general yeah i mean it definitely takes practice because yeah. it's very easy to say that but to actually do it yeah. you have to do it a lot of times because yeah. it's it's you're not going to get it right every time because <laughs> it's hard it's hard to do yeah awesome well casey this is this is awesome thank you i appreciate you coming on i appreciate you kind of sharing your story i, I uh you know, we, we, we've talked a lot, but I think, um, even I learned some things here and I think, uh, hopefully this, this is, will inspire people to, if they're in a bad place, they can, you know, kind of, there's, there's a way through for, mm -hmm. for everyone. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll sign off. Have a great day, everyone. I'd like to show you why knowing your why is the start of your journey without a strong why it can be so difficult to reach your maximum potential. My name is Dr. Jason Ballara, and every week I meet with real estate investors and mindset specialists that are taking action in order to build a life according to their own terms. We will break down what drives successful people and allows them to achieve at such a high level. If you are a professional wanting to break through, or simply someone that wants to hear an inspiring story, the Know Your Why podcast is made for you.